0: happy friday it is friday morning once again and that means it is time for kingdom on the road and this week we are um continuing on with our series covering the tough questions you know it it can feel like sometimes some of these questions have a way of continuing to crop up and honestly that's why we're doing this because these questions have a way of circulating around um in a in a uh, a pretty consistent way and this week uh i am kicking it over to my uh esteemed co-host to uh set the table set the pace and lead the charge this week so take it away brother
1: wow fun stuff man let's (laughs) let's get into it um this is a this is a difficult Conversation, And I think having this conversation a lot um, can can kind of make you uh, almost uh, numb to it. And so you have to, like, stay engaged, stay open and sensitive so that you're not just giving, you know, the company line and just telling people, you know, the stuff that um, is regurgitated. But people are dealing with pain people are dealing with trauma people are dealing with tragedy and when we talk about it there's a lot of ways that we can mess it up uh, you know because we're saying things that really don't help and then there's uh, th- there's times where uh, the best thing to 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 do is is nothing just be there and so the, the problem of pain is real and everybody myself included I've had to deal with the pain of this life and then the pain that comes from just not understanding. I think that's one of the greatest pains is that when you don't understand, you're like, I don't know why. I don't know. You know, if you're listening, if you ever felt like that and you said, you know, why? Maybe not why God, because some people are a why God, but some people are just why. Why me? Why now? Why did this happen this way? Right. These are questions that we're struggling to figure out. And we're like, man, uh, where are the answers? <laughs> you know, where are the answers to these d- difficult questions? Um, and I have these conversations a lot. With people, because it's a real thing that is happening on a regular basis, and it can be. And I don't want to call anybody's pain minor, but it can be from one extreme to another. It can be from the loss of a job, which may be painful for an individual to the loss of a loved one, which can be severely painful. But I can't say, well, your pain is more important than your pain, because in those moments, their pain is their pain, right? (laughs) Their struggle is their struggle. And so they're trying to figure things out, you know, and I'm hoping that those that will tune in, those that will pop on here, you know, will engage with us uh, in this conversation about pain, the problem of pain. Why why is there pain in the world? Why is there, and we don't want to go there too soon, evil in the world? And then what is evil? You know, as we've had that conversation, you know, on a, on another stream, like well, what really is evil? So those kind of questions pop up and there are people dealing with, Very, very difficult times and Christians kind of get the, you know, they kind of get the backlash because we're serving a God that is supposed to fix everything that is supposed to not let people go through pain, that is supposed to protect everybody from all of these things that are happening. And when God doesn't stop pain, people wonder if he's even there. They wonder if he even cares. They wonder if, you know, being a Christian is worth it. Uh, if it's going to be this difficult, I might as well go it alone. I might as well just live my life the way I want to because it's going to be difficult. And so the problem of pain is a real thing. And I know me and you have talked talked about it uh, a lot. Uh, so that's kind of our intro to the conversation. What are your early thoughts on this?
0: So, in in the lead up to to preparing for this, um, I I wanted to see what what was being stated about this, what people were asking about this, how people were were tackling this this topic of pain and suffering and all of that. And I'm going to say something a little spicy. I think the systematic failure to be able to address this well has led to a very real um, a, a very real acknowledgement from the atheist community that there isn't a good the answer because on one hand you have things like I, I'm not even going to bother bring, bringing it like up in video form, but like I found a, a video from, from Stephen Furtick talking about um, pain is preparation and, and all of that. And mm-hmm. you've got stuff mm-hmm. like that. You've got the doubling down on the free will uh, on the free will argument. And I'm, I'm sure that free will conversation is going to come up, but just doubling down on the free will conver- conversation isn't, isn't quite enough to what is what to, to addressing this well and being with people and all of that. And that absence of being with people, I think, is part of the problem when we see some of that backlash of just going to almost things that make it a more make it more comfortable as us that are addressing the pain rather than actually being with the person and being present there in the situation, in the context that the person is in. And so it's, it's almost like a a, a beast that a lot of Christians are are feeding in that, like doubling down on these misconceptions and different things like that, because we don't, a lot of things can be said about how, about what God does in all of this. If there's no foundation of understanding of how God operates and what God's God's role is in all of this and all of that kind of stuff. And if the idea is that we're just going to, if we're just going to go to the cliches, if we're just going to try and defend God, Mm -hmm. then if we're defending God, then how do you, that that puts the other person feeling like they're like they need to now defend themselves right. and all of that kind of stuff, and so I think it's I, I think we need to stop and acknowledge the fact that these things are being stated by people, and and and, and sit in that rather than trying to defend God, you know.
1: I agree. I agree hundred percent, and uh, that is. Uh, I think that's a phenomenal point because that's where I think the 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 train goes off the rails. It goes off the track is when we try to make it seem like, okay, well. God had a good reason for that pain, you know, instead of dealing with the actual problem of pain. Um, One of the things that (laughs) and I just realized this uh, just us talking is that. You know, when it comes down to scripture, I I'm one of those people that as I'm talking, scripture starts coming to me. <laughs> I start thinking about things and I'm like, wow, you know. Look at these cen- scenarios and situations, you know, there's there's a there there's a time that me and you were having a conversation and I just brought up out of nowhere. Um, uh, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes, I think it's a, a eleven 12 or something. It says, time and chance happens to us all. And I remember your reaction. You were like, what? Wait wait a minute. What? (laughs) Like, hold on. (laughs) And that reaction taught me something because, you know, that idea, even though Scripture says it, still seems like a foreign concept. It almost seems like, why would it be like that? Why would why would life be? And I think you use the term probabilities. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, you know, I don't believe in be?
0: chance, luck, or coincidence. I believe <laughs> in God and statistics. Right,
1: <laughs> and, and it's interesting because it comes right out of our Bible that time and chance that there is a part of living that is neither. God, nor the devil. It's actually this life. And that's hard to separate. That's hard to say that, wait a minute, just living this life has its own problems. And if just living this life has its own problems, then let's get rid of God and the devil. And let's just deal with life. Because why do we need them if we're going to have to deal with a lot of our own problems, a lot of our own suffering, a lot of our own pain, you know? which doesn't even speak to the problem of pain as a Christian. We're just talking about the problem of pain just as a human being, right? Right. If we just Christian, non-Christian, let's just X that out of it and let's just talk about the problem of pain as a human being. In all reality, pain, uh, it's a struggle because we're trying to figure out why. Why can't things, go as they're supposed to. But then that brings up the question, who decides how things are supposed to go? Right? right? Who says that this is the way it's supposed to go? And then if there is someone that decides that, why did they give me such a crappy deal? <laughs> you yep. know? Yep. Why 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 did I get this, you know, box of broken eggs? And everybody else opened up theirs,
0: and it looks great,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah.
0: <laughs> so I want to that that a similar a similar question. I found that similar question posed by somebody who I think can articulate it real well. So I'm gonna I'm gonna um, ask for some help from our good friend Neil deGrasse Tyson. As <laughs> soon as I hit this button, guys, it's on. It's gonna it's start. Right. It's gonna start playing. <laughs> I. And I and I could only find one with background music. So if you're listening with headphones, I tried to ter- I tried to, to level the sound a little bit. But just fair warning for people watch, watching watching with uh, headphones.
1: The, the more I look at the universe, um, just the less convinced I am. Volcanoes, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, disease, pestilence, um, congenital birth defects. If there is a God, God is either not all powerful or not all good.
0: There's just no evidence. And this is. Yeah, still doesn't want to play the last five seconds, the last five seconds. But but yeah, I mean, so so that that coupled with um, I I put out a lot of the. So if you hear from um, Kingdom on the Road on on Facebook or anything like that, You're talking to me. Um, I'm the one that handles the the socials and all of that kind of stuff. Some of the comments that I've seen on some of the posts that I've made and all of that, there tends to be a lot of the, you know, amens, praying hand emoji, that sort of stuff. But generally, if people have a problem with what we're posting, they tend to go to a couple of different things. They tend to say things like, um, how could you worship a mass murderer? Yeah. How could you, how could you, you know, it, none, none of this is okay if there's, if there's innocents that are suffering um, around the, around the world. And the reality is, <clears throat> is that people are asking these questions out of a place of, of where, of, of, of I, authenticity, I think a lot of the time, to be perfectly honest because it's easy to get wrapped up in in that and some people are just trying to fight and all that kind of stuff you're always going to have the people that are that are controversial for controversial sake that that's that's a, a very real thing but how we how we deal with people asking the questions at a human level really matters you right. know what i mean there's a there's a um uh, another video that I found that I'm gonna that I'm gonna play here that exhi- that exhibits how. Some people respond to this to this question. And there's some there's some language in here. There's nothing too off-color or anything like that. We always tend to it, it, try to be a, a family-friendly show, but there's some there's some name calling that does happen in in, in this. So I just want to make sure um to to say that ahead of time. But before we get there, good morning, Epic. Glad to see you. Um make sure that if you got for you guys that are that are uh watching feel free to um sound off in the comments because um we we want to hear from you like i said like it says chime in below we want to hear from you so i'm going to go ahead and hit this again it's going to play right away i'm a
1: snowflake yeah you should be thanking god you didn't grow up in a Third world country and have to starve, piece of shit. I hope you have
0: an okay day, man. Yeah, okay, go back to some shit. Wherever, wherever the hell you came from. Love you, bro. How about kids that die from, like, cancers or, like, yes, genocides? There's a great saying that heaven is under your mom's feet. I found the Lord when I was 29 years old. But that was a marriage that was breaking up. I always thought that I couldn't do it. Hmm. And she talks about being, being, um remarried and in a, and in a strong relationship. Um, so the, the reality is, is that, you know, when, when, when we hear people ask these questions, I think sometimes it's easy to think in terms of, um, to to think in terms of like being on the, on the defensive and, and dealing with people as if we need to shut them down, as if we need to address them in a way that, you know, we have to explain it like, Oh, somebody's problem is, is worse than yours or, you know, Oh, I experienced that and I came out. Okay. And all of that kind of stuff. And it's, We there, there's whether we like it or not, whether we accept it or not, always we are Christ's representative. And when we address people, how we address people matters, and how we handle that matters.
1: Yeah, I was uh, I was looking for this verse in Ecclesiastes where um, Solomon. He actually addresses that very issue and he talks about you know how um, as he looked under heaven, he saw here it is, uh, Ecclesiastes 8:14, he says, "There's a vanity which occurs on the earth, that there are just men to whom it happens according to the work of the wicked. And again, there are wicked men to whom it happens according to the work of the righteous. I said that this is also vanity, that it seems like at times these things are flipped, right? They're flipped. The, the the good get the bad and the bad get the good. And he's like, all this is meaningless. All this means absolutely nothing. And It's like, Solomon, what are you talking about? You know, because he's, he's one of those individuals who lived both sides of the coin. Um, we were in a, our men's group last night and just going through Ecclesiastes, a few verses, and Solomon did it all. He was overly wicked. <laughs> he was overly good. I mean, he, he did all the extremes, and he came to the conclusion that under the sun, he used this term throughout Ecclesiastes to mean here in this life, this is what it looks like. Now, he's saying he's saying these things with a firm belief. there is a god he's not saying these things with a belief that there is no god he's actually saying these things with the belief that there is a god and so the 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 suffering that's going on as neil so eloquently put is not about god being not all powerful or not all good it's about there is a part of this where we have to live our life um every day we have to go through what it means to be a human being and the reality of that is that this can be very difficult and very hard apart from the help and the love and the grace and the mercy of god to lean on going through this not just for this life but for eternity and so it's a really difficult question when people say well why are these good things Why do these bad things happen to good people?
0: So um, real quick, we've got a a comment here um, from somebody who came in a little late. Um, Oh, Antoine. How you doing, sir? Hey, Hey, Antoine. Uh, Good morning. Uh, I'm confused and it's because I came in late, but is the premise, the contest the contesting whether or not God is good or whether or not God is real in the scope of life? So- a both lot and. of the fra- yeah, both, yeah both and. but it's a lot of the, the time that this this question of pain and suffering and all of those kinds of things comes up it kind of gets framed in a way where um it there's there's a contet- there, there's a contesting of if, if there is pain, if there are things that people have to go through, if there's suffering, if there's things that happen in this life, if innocent people are harmed or something along those lines, then how can an all-knowing creator God be all good and still allow for those things? And we're, we're trying to address this idea of what do we do with the pain rather than just going straight to well it happens because of free will and it happens because of man's choice and all of that kind of stuff because that doesn't really address the 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 issue of pain itself so so that's kind of the the dimension that we're trying to hit but in hitting that issue of pain it's also coming up that we need to be honest about some of the most common um, criticisms or or statements that are made from people about God, about all of this, because uh, honestly, I would wager that in, in walking with people, this issue of pain is probably one of the most, if not the most prevalent issues that we can come across and that we can uh that that we see because it's a part of everyday life you know hopefully that answers your question yeah
1: and and please chime in Antoine uh I know he has a a lot of great comments he's a big time thinker so (laughs) we gotta get ready for Antoine (laughs) so yeah this this idea of you know God being connected to um and and synonymous with you know because god his existence seems to be synonymous with everything being good nothing going wrong and to disconnect that um for some people is a problem because they're looking for answers of why these things are happening right why these problems are going on why um you know babies are, are suffering Right and as the I don't know the on the video and you're like what about the kids you know that died in this and what about this and so where was God there you know as if that that's his job is to just rescue everybody.
0: Right. Antoine's back in the yeah. in the comments. Um, for me, when thinking about pain, it feels at times related to the absence of love. For me, I've had an extensive amount of pain and in some ways still in pain, but God is and loves and loves and God was there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely think that there are times where pain happens and damage happens because there is an absence of, of love. Um, but I think, and and this is and and this is me, you know. And I'm gonna I'm gonna be yep. honest with you here that I'm gonna play two roles during this dur- during today's broadcast. Go for it. Um, on one hand, I'm gonna play the co-host that understands that there is a deeper reality to all of this, and 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 and, and state a lot of the things. But I'm also gonna bring up the things that are challenging about all of this, because I, I personally am in that context of living in the question as, as Henry Nouwen says. Um, but before I get there, um, Antoine followed up, uh, I had to learn how to see him in the midst and though things happened outside of my control, when I learned of him and experienced his love, it changed me. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. On on that note, Antoine, thank you for bringing that up because this is something that I that I I that that this is the direction that I, uh, that I'm going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are some aspects of the things that I've experienced and the things that I've seen people walk through and all of that. That yeah, there there is damage that takes place and all of that, but part of the struggle and the reality of being on the side of this conversation that means that you have the, um, the holy burden of walking people through this thing and walking people through pain is understanding yourself that there are times where pain happens and it doesn't have anything to do with anything. It doesn't have anything to do with a mistake that somebody made a decision that somebody made or anything like that. And that you don't, you don't get to have any version of connecting it to something that has that, that else that has happened or something or something like that. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so with, 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 with unpacking this, you know, how, how do we address the humanity of it all? Because it's, it's easy to talk about free will. And this is coming from somebody who believes strongly in free will. Like I'm not, I'm not trying to trying to say that free will is insufficient because I do, I do believe that free will is, is absolutely a thing, but we also have to reconcile that in the midst of all of, 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 all of the free will conversation, we, we serve a God who is omnipotent, that is outside of time and space and situation and circumstance and all of that kind of stuff and so reconciling those worlds if we're being honest about the entire the entirety of all of this what where do you, where do you find the humanity in in all of that when it doesn't have to do with an absence of anything when it is just the situation for what it is
1: yeah um if you could bring up Ecclesiastes 9. Ecclesiastes
0: we're just gonna, 9.
1: Yeah, Ecclesiastes chapter 9. And we're going to kind of leave that up there <laughs> Um, so we can kind of talk through because I think this chapter really addresses a lot of what we're talking about as far as the humanity of the piece. like Just looking at us. Nothing to do with God's influence, the devil's influence, none of those things. We're just looking at us. Um, and so yeah, um, and what's that? That's the ESV. But all this I laid to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God, whether it is love or hate, man does not know, both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same events happen to the righteous and the wicked <laughs> to the good and the evil to the clean and the unclean to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice as uh, the good one is so is the sinner and he who swears is as he who shuns an oath this is an evil in all that is done under the sun the same event happens to all also The heart of of the children of men are full of evil and the madness is in their hearts while they live and after they go to the dead. But he who joins with all the living has hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion for the living know that they will die. But the dead know nothing and they have no more reward for the memory of them is forgotten their love and their hate and their envy have already perished and forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun and so i'm just going to stop there because that's kind of where the the pause is the same events happen to everybody whether you are a devout christian or an atheist whether you you know sacrifice or do good deeds or not. To me, this is the humanity of it, that we we all face the same issues and the same problems and the same struggles. And in this world, that's where we, you know, that's where outside of being a Christian, we serve the least. We help those that are struggling. I don't care what their struggle is, just being a human being. You know, somebody, I think they were trying to be mean when they said it, but I agreed with them and that probably messed them up. You know, they said, well, I love my neighbor because I'm not an idiot. (laughs) And like, well, amen. Right. (laughs) I think they were they were they were thinking I was going to take offense to that. But, yeah, that that actually is a good thing. It is a good thing on the human level, on the earthly level. We look to see if there's compassion for one another. But in this, he talks about, and I think there is verse three. He said, this is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same events happen to us all. Also, the hearts of the children of men are full of evil and madness in their hearts while they live. This is where people have a problem. Because, no, I'm a good person. I don't, what do you mean I do evil? What do you mean, you know, I do wrong? What do you, what do you mean? And, so, and if you're saying that, so you're saying that God punishes me with these things because I do wrong? No, the standard is that it happens to all of us. All of us are going to go through all of the same things, all the same junk. We're going to turn on the TV and watch all the same mess. But we do, and here's where your free will, you know, argument comes in, we do have to look at ourselves and look at our own decisions and our own choices in our lives. So when things happen to us, we've got to react. we got to realize that it's happening to other people, too. Now, this doesn't mean that God doesn't exist because these things happen. It means that we're alive <laughs> because these things happen. This is tough. This is so tough because we're I, I don't and I don't even know where it all started. We would have to like do some real research to figure out where the idea that life is supposed to be always good that nothing wrong is supposed to happen. At least certain things that that affect me deeply, those type of wrongs aren't supposed to happen. There's supposed to be challenges. Most of us would accept that there's supposed to be challenges, right? You know, but the things that happen to me and hurt me deeply. Those are the things that make me say, "No, this is wrong. This should not be happening." You know the 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 abuses of children, the you know um, raping of women, the genocide of nation. You know just just horrible things that happen. You know the school shootings mess everybody up, and it, and the first thing they say was, "Where was God? Where was God?" But All of us are going to meet the same fate and that's going to be tough because our mortality makes us very fragile and we want we want there to be um, a way that we can avoid some of these things. How do we avoid it? And that is always going to be a problem. I don't think we're ever going to answer definitively the problem of pain. But we're going to have to have people understand that this is a reality in our lives, even to the detriment, um, even even to the deep wounding of our soul. And that we can come to God, as um, Antoine said, and receive his love. But if I think that he did it, I'm going to push away from him. Right. If I think he's the culprit. I'm not going to want to have nothing to do with God, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird dissonance when you can look at the situation and know that at different points in your life, you've been at different, uh, at different angles of the exact same argument. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I'm going to bring, bring back up. um, Antoine's comment here because it's, it's, the 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 last part of it i'm i want to i want to lean into um when i learned of him and experienced his love it changed me um i remember saying things like i want nothing to do with an all-knowing creator god that would be complicit in the death of my son right um and i and and i remember thinking my my sister was outside her mind when she stayed when she experienced something something similar and reconciled her situation and her and, and her trauma and and stayed and stayed a part of the church and all of that kind of stuff. I remember telling her you're nuts, you're brainwashed. You have mm-hmm. officially drank the Kool-Aid they have gotten to you <laughs> that you think yeah. that any of this is okay. And every single bit of that was born out of anger. Every single solitary bit of that was born out of hurt and all of that kind of stuff. Because I look around and sometimes at my worst moments, I still look around and. And I see people. Who don't appreciate their kids. And I'm like, but but they get to be a parent, but they get to, they get to have their kid in their life. What? Like, I I don't, and, and trust me, trust me, fam. I am, if you, if you hear me, if you hear me stopping, it's because it's not like, like this is, this is, I'm not, I'm not convinced that there will ever be a time where this isn't raw for me. And this is one of those moments where there's an interior monologue that's happening that, that inv- involves some things that shouldn't be said if we want to try and keep this at the very <laughs> least a PG show, right. you know, family, I mean? friendly. <laughs> family friendly. Um, and yeah, that's my, I, I, I now sit in front of you, a different person and, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, good morning, G Barry. Um, we are, we are, this is this is real real because yeah. you gotta you, it's gotta brother. be. Like you can't <laughs> you can't do something like this and have it be anything other than digging deep and all of that. So so that was the thing that stopped me from being and, and i think for me in my situation in my context i i wanted it all to be real because if I, because if it was real then that means that my my son still had a shot like he might not be here but if all of this is real then that means that means my kid still got a shot oh yeah on the other side all right cool i'm, I'm like but but it it kept pushing to the point where i realized i don't Guys, that was the, that was one of the most heartbreaking moments that I ever had in my entire life, because that means if it's not real, and that means my son didn't have a shot. Right. Wow. And I spent, I, I spent the better part of a decade working myself into the ground I thankfully was at the part. For, thankfully, for for where I was at the time, I'm speaking in terms of where I was and what my thought process was. Uh, process was at the time, I was thankful that I had an occupation that I could give myself to and would take all of me wholeheartedly in the restaurant business. And I could get lost in. And I did every single drug known to man, to try and to try and numb that pain. And I tried to do everything to get away from that. These are the things that we have to be honest about. These I bring all of that stuff up because uh, no, knowing that for every single one of you watching right now, for anybody that ha- that's watching this after the fact, for anybody who's exper- there is a there is a horror story to everybody. And I understand that everybody's got theirs. But this is the reality of when you see somebody who's putting the lyrics out there. uh, If there is an all-knowing creator God, then how can an all-knowing creator God be cool and complicit with these things happening? That is the pain point that we need to touch if we're going to do this with a measure of authenticity. And that is... It wasn't until it wasn't until to to bring all of that forward that I experienced, and I mean that word. Words mean things. And so I'm not using I'm not using hyperbolic language. I mean experienced God for the first time. That my world shattered in the best possible way. That that pain that, that albatross that I had carried around, was it was the first time that there was something that said, okay, I can stand up to that pain. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying because I think that there's a, there's right. a bridge too far in all of this to say that God's going to take away all of our pain. Because right. fam, I'm going to be honest with you all, there's not a day that I don't miss my son. Take it.
1: Yeah, I'm 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 right there with you. I was discussing um, with somebody about, you know, even the grieving process. And how in, in, in my experience, grieving comes in waves. It comes up on the shore and it hits you. Then it rolls back again. And sometimes it comes up on the shore and it's a tidal wave. It's not just a wave, it's a tidal wave. And, you it's know, a good analogy. It, I mean, it, it is. That's because that's the way I felt it. That's the way I've, I, I've experienced it, you know, mm-hmm. is that it just comes. Um, I was sharing with a lady who asked me on a, on a stream, is there an expiration date or deadline? to grieving. (laughs) And and this was my answer to her said, absolutely not. Because this thing is going to be with you, you know, uh, till you're, you're no longer in this temporal existence where it, it means so much, right. You know, because like you said, if if this thing is real, then you're going to hug your, you're going to hug your baby boy again. Right. You're going to you're going to have that opportunity if it's not. Then we might as well. Shoot up everybody, we might as well just live like there is no tomorrow, because that is. Crap, (laughs) you know, Um, yeah, something that's not as, you know, I say not as extreme, but for me it was very hurtful. So my mom passed, when my mom passed, I remember, you know, the, the, the way it hit me, it overwhelmed me in a moment. I felt like I was okay the whole time. And then all of a sudden the reality of it hit me. And I was a grown man in a hospital bathroom, laying on the floor, curled up in a ball, Weeping, not weeping. Right. I mean, intense, like the kind of weeping that if someone heard it, they would be just distraught. Like, what is going on? And I remember that experience. As I said, was the tidal wave. From that point. Those waves come in. And they hit you. And you got to go find a quiet place and get away from people. And some people say, is that wrong? Is that sinful? Are you not, you know, you know, uh, 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 overcoming in Christ, right? You have the victory. So why are you still? This is why. And this is one of the, the scriptures that I gave you. The second Corinthians. Uh, one, uh, three and four, I think it was. Yeah, if you pull that one up there, Second Corinthians, yeah. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and God of all comfort, who comforts us in our affliction so that we may be, may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort of, with which we ourselves are comforted by God. Now, this verse has a lot of implications because it suggests that when these afflictions and these problems and these pains and these hurts and these tragedies happen in life, that God wants to come and comfort you. Now, th- this, is, this is radical because we're thinking, why didn't he just not let it happen? Why didn't he just stop it? Why comfort me when you can stop it? Right? And I think it, that's what speaks to that this human existence, you know, man's life is short and full of many trials and tribulations, right? But we say God is not good. Why Why is he not good? Because he didn't stop it. So his goodness is only limited to him preventing his goodness doesn't bleed over into him comforting that him wanting to comfort you and strengthen you and get you through the pain and the problems that you're struggling with. And it's like, so over time I have allowed God to comfort me. And some of the things that he's comforted me with is, is just what you said that, man, if this is real, then I'll see mom again. So I'm not, that doesn't take away the the fact that I still need comforting. (laughs) That this is still an affliction for me, right? This is still a problem for me. Can you pull up that Psalms 34 real quick? I didn't know where these scriptures were gonna go. So so I just like, yeah, Psalms 34, 18. I shared this uh, a couple of days ago with somebody that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. I just, I just want to stop there. He's near to the brokenhearted. It's like we, we, we don't want God to be this way. We want him to be all powerful in the sense that he doesn't let things happen. So, for God to comfort us, to come near to us, to to be there with us, because of verse nineteen, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps his he keeps all his bones, and none of them are broken. In this sense, uh, um, King David is talking about events of his life, and he's also pro- prophesying about Jesus. It's actually uh, actually a messianic. Uh, psalm as well. But that God is near. We think he's far away when we're hurting, right? We think he's nowhere to be found, but he's near to the brokenhearted and saves uh, the crushed in spirit. And if anybody's ever felt that crushing, that's what it really, I I couldn't believe that it said this, Uh crushed in spirit, because that's how you feel, right? That's what you're going through. And so the the idea of God comforting you, instead of God keeping the the, the the pain away from you, is a struggle. And I don't necessarily know how to uh, clear uh, how to uh, square that circle for the individual. I think the individual has to come to accept that God wants to be there for you. He's not doing this to you. He wants to be there for you.
0: Yeah, I think... Um, and uh, uh, thank you, Antoine, for your for your kind words in the comment section. And, and Willie, I don't know if your comment got cut off by, by Restream or what happened, um, but I'll toss it up there if you put the rest of it up there. Um, hmm. So I think when it comes to... Experience is ta- has taught me, I should say, that when when it comes to handling this as people, especially those of us that people are um, looking to, you know, when you carry the title of Christian, let alone the title of pastor, shepherd, whatever, people, even if you don't, even if, you, even if you don't necessarily want it, people look to you. And even if they don't necessarily feel like they are, they're naturally gravitated to you. Because for as much grief as is given about this topic... People have a way of thinking about Christians in a way of like I, I know for me when I was in the midst of everything when I had that come to Jesus moment in the nosebleeds of the auditorium that day, I remember the thing that was going through my mind when I was getting ready for church is ah maybe the padre will say something that I that makes me feel good for five minutes and and I'll yeah. you know and all that I I wasn't I wasn't going there expecting to meet Jesus and the reality is that when we, I I think you hit the nail directly on the head. I think you take something like Psalm 34. And I think you need to experience Hmm. the realities of Psalm 34. I think you need to experience the truth of a God that is present and a God that is real and a God that is experiential. I, I, I wish Lord knows that I wish that I could somehow convey that right to people and show people that this is not an abstract concept. That this is not something that's on a greeting card. This is not something that makes you feel good. Because the reality is, is that I am bought in, sold out. I believe wholeheartedly, completely and totally convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt. God is real. The kingdom is real. I serve God the whole nine yards. But guys, oh, this life sucks sometimes.
1: Sometimes.
0: (laughs) And there are some days where I wake up I just wake up wake up pissed off and I still have to wrestle with that and I still have to live in the question of of everybody of all of the people of every scumbag that doesn't that does something dirty to their kids. Doesn't appreciate their kids. You, you took my kid, hmm. and and that's a reality. To like that, there's a there's a phrasing there, and I didn't back down from the phrasing for right. a reason. I, I heard because it. I, I heard I, right, it. Right, right. I ain't back down from that phrasing because there's a reality too. In your in those moments of struggle. You still experience that idea of you took my, you You did did this. this. (laughs) Now, theologically, I can sit here and wax poetically for hours about why that's not accurate. Right. But guys, fighting emotion with theology Mm. isn't the play. Mm. Doesn't mean we doesn't mean we, we forget about theology. It doesn't mean that we start getting out of pocket. It doesn't mean all that. There's a time and a place to educate and to talk about the realities of God and all of that kind of that yes, there's a time and a place. But but that that emotionalism of it is what is present. And and, and it's hard and it's messy and, and it's it's uncomfortable for a lot of people because speaking out of a place of theology is a lot easier. Speaking out of a place of set standards and rules and and rhetoric is a lot easier. Addressing emotion is not as easy.
1: Not as easy. Not even close.
0: No. And, and that, what I, what I, the, the, that's that's point a to why I didn't back down from the statement. But point B is that I want you, I want you all to hear that the guy behind the microphone, the guy that leads a house church, the guy that teaches and does all of these things still struggles with the realities and still struggles with that language with that human part of the brain mm-hmm. that wants to get defensive and say why did you do this to me yeah i wish that there was this magical moment of of separation between thinking that way and not thinking that way there is a part of the conversation that centers around the idea of the renewing of the mind, oneness with God, all of that kind of stuff that, that becomes it's that, but that's, that's its own conversation. But, but in order to be able to address these things as Christians, because this, this, this whole conversation, it, it, we might not, we might be addressing the human components of it, but this is this is Christians speaking to predominantly Christians that are going to be watching this. So, as Christians, we need to be willing to be real about our own pain and struggles and be authentic about that. If we ever have a hope of being able to relate to people on a human level, human to human before we try and convince people of the goodness of God. There's a couple of, um, yeah,
1: Yeah, I see G Barry. He finished his comment.
0: Go back. Uh, it definitely feels like he's far away when you're crushed. Mm. It's an eternal battle that feels like there's depravity. And as if he's punishing you instead of being there with in with you in the midst of it Mm. um and yeah sometimes life definitely sucks yeah this this morning was i i i came into i came into this stream riled up because i it was one of those mornings you know what i mean like it's it's the it's the reality of it um and I again I appreciate your words uh Willie um you know it's the the I'm gonna put this one back up Mm -hmm. because I think that this is this is something that needs to be talked about yeah yeah the way I have the way I've likened it is who or what is riding passenger If your pain and your problems feel like they're in the passenger seat, that makes it very hard to feel like God is in the passenger seat. Right. Now that speaks to, I'm speaking to the human side of it. Again, I'm speaking to the realities of what we feel and experience as humanity and being real about that because I feel like if we're real about that, then it becomes exponentially easier to talk about the realities of God in the context of not backing down from stuff like this.
1: Yeah, there is this this idea, and, and I'm glad you brought this back up because, yeah, there is some more to unpack there, that whenever I go through anything that is difficult for me, I, you almost feel like you have been thrown into a black hole and nobody is around you. Even people don't feel like they're actually there. <clears throat> so this is not just God feels distant, but it feels like in that moment when you're going through that very difficult thing that I am alone and 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 not just alone but there is no one for miles number 1 because i feel like they can't understand mm-hmm. number 2 because even if they did understand they can't do anything about what i'm feeling right now they can't they can't take this away you know and number 3 depending on what it is if it's something permanent it feels like there's just, just just there's nothing that could be done. And so you're in this black hole, and there's no nothing or nobody for miles, even if they're sitting in the same room. It's as if they're not there. <clears throat> so to say that God is near to the brokenhearted is a paradigm shift. Yeah. It is it 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 is it is totally opposite of the way I feel, right? The way I feel, I feel in my pain, all alone, in a deep dark hole where there's nobody there. And scripture is saying, no, he's near to the brokenhearted, and he saves those that are of a crushed spirit, that he actually wants to come near you he wants he, he, he wants to be with you and you're like how can you be with me and in all actuality god is the only one that can pierce that darkness mm-hmm. he's the only one that can get to you there your friends and your family can't really get to you there unless you crawl up to the outer circle the outer rim of your darkness and say okay I'm going to interact with people, (laughs) but that, that feeling, and I remember that feeling of just, and and it's not just over loss, but there's there's events that have happened in my life where, you know, I was doing the right thing, helping a person. And they like betrayed me in a way that it felt like my whole world was destroyed. And in that moment, I fought it. Unlike you, Joe, I actually fought it. It's like I'm not going to say, where are you? I'm not. I'm not going to say, where are you? I'm not going to say why. I'm not going to say who, why are you doing this to me? I'm not. And I wrestled with that idea <laughs> so much so that I couldn't talk to people because I didn't want to. Because part of me was saying, I I want to say this. But I know it's not true, but that's what I feel. But I know it's not true, but that's what I feel. I feel like, what? <laughs> Do you know how much I've sacrificed? Do you not? And and so at the end of the day, that pain, it's almost like it just engulfs you, puts you in this blackness and and, and it feels hopeless. But when you hear that God wants to be with you, that he's near to you, you're like, how? Another reason is because why you want to be near to me? You know how you know what I'm thinking right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You you know, if you're God, you know what I'm thinking right now. Mm -hmm. And I've been that person for other people. I've been that person for other people where I'm sitting there and they are cussing mad. They are to the point where they're saying things that you're like whoa you're a pastor and you're sitting there listening to this yes i'm sitting here and i'm listening to this and i will sit here and i will listen to this and i will be here for that person so that they don't hurt themselves or hurt anybody else i'm going to sit right here you're not going to say anything about what they're saying no i'm not i'm not going to say anything because i know what this feels like and I don't know that Christians are equipped to be able to, as you said, be there. Because if, if the Christians can't be there, then how can I believe that God right. wants to be there? Especially when I'm in that really, really dark place. You know, and I didn't give you the scripture, but Romans 12, 15, he says to rejoice with those that rejoice, but weep with those who weep don't try to make them not weep. don't try to make them not feel don't try to talk them off the ledge get on the ledge with them and sit there yeah like hey man I'm here with you why (laughs) why do you want to be here with me because somebody's got to be here
0: with you (laughs) yeah yeah you know and you have you have these situations. And, you know, the I think I know that the trap is that if I say the right thing, it'll make them feel better. Yeah. that's <laughs> trap. But, but what happens if we take some 34 seriously? You know, again, in my in my best moments, I look at the experiential reality of the kingdom of God. And I know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that God is real. And that the kingdom is real. And that we can look to something outside of present pain and circumstance. But I know that when I'm sitting with somebody, saying all of that oftentimes comes across more like a cliche canned answer than being present with that person in the moment, not trying to trauma compare, not trying to do any of that kind of stuff, but just listening to the person, having conversation with the person, not trying to fix all of their problems with some sage advice and wisdom. Yes, there is a time for wisdom, but the truth of the matter is that these situations, there is no clear cut, clean answer to no. what it is that we're saying, because they're all variable yeah. because every single one is variable. And you notice that you have, you have, I want to take the beat and, and, and compare my what what i said with what ant said because with what i said i went one track with it ant went the other track with it but he was still honest about the fact that he wrestled with it (laughs) and yeah there's a part of the conversation where the the biggest difference between between ant and i is and and can count his walk in terms of decades And I, and I cannot and, and all of that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, there's a maturity, there's a maturity, there's a whole lot of things at play, but even when you consider all of that, don't lose the beat on the authenticity of the struggle because doesn't matter if it's the guy in the front of the room, it doesn't matter if it's the guy in front of the microphone, doesn't matter if it's the guy in the back of the pew It doesn't matter this, this, we, we, there isn't, there is a reality to struggling with all of this that we need to be present in and not try and save people from, because we can't. I wish I could for the love of everything that is holy. If I could stop anybody from feeling the pain of what I have felt, I promise you that I would. Right. (laughs) And, and so I think we do more as Christ's representative by being present in those situations. I think we do more to further the kingdom by loving on somebody rather than trying to convince somebody in those moments of pain and suffering and all of that kind of stuff yeah um, trying to get back to the comment section here oh yeah
1: and antoine repeated antoine. your statement yeah because <laughs> i think that is a, i think that's a powerful statement you know don't lose the beat of authenticity on this struggle because the struggle is as they say, real. And so I want to offer this because what you said is so profound in the sense that so often we quote scripture instead of live scripture. Yep. Don't, we don't need to quote the scripture to the person. We need to live the scripture, right? We need to do it. You know, Bible says, blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted, right? Comfort them. Don't tell them God wants to comfort you go be it do it go there you know uh that Romans 12 15 yeah rejoice with those who rejoice but weep with those who weep. don't quote it do it right, right? and what if we just lived it out <laughs> what if we just went and, and and we were there for that you know we talked about the God of all comfort that once he's comforted you you comfort others with the comfort that you've received. Just go do it. Just go be there for them. Uh God doesn't, you know, try to explain away your pain, so we shouldn't be trying to explain away people's pain. He said he's near to the brokenhearted. He didn't say he explains away their brokenness. He says he just comes in and he's just there. He and and I think that is the hardest thing to do is to just be there, and here's why. There's two emotions, and I've talked about this with my men's group. You know, been trying to walk my my fellas through emotions, right? And we talked about the extremes: anger and sadness. Anger and sadness are two emotions that are the hardest for most people to deal with. When a man gets angry, people like no. Don't be angry. Calm down. Right. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. When a person is extremely sad, the same thing happens. Don't do that. Don't don't cry. Don't 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 let that emotion take you over. It's like, don't 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 don't. But where are the people who says, go ahead and I'll just be here with you? Yeah, that I, I, I'll, I'll get in the sauce with you. <laughs> you know, I, I'll put my arm around you if that's how you want it, or I'll just sit here quietly in your presence. Uh, uh, You know, if you decide to get up and scream, (laughs) you know, if you punch a wall, I'm not going to, I'm just going to sit back and, you know, be here for you. You know, now for me, that's, I don't know. I don't know if that's a gifting or an innate ability, but I've always been able to do that. I've always been able to stand in the midst of the tornado with people. They're going off and I'm right there with them. And like, how do I, how do I help people to, 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 to do that? Because it feels so awkward when you see it, because I can feel their anxiety over this person being upset, whether it's sadness or anger, you know, but what I've learned is that this is human. We went through Jesus going through the temple, turning over the tables, and 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 it was hard for people to imagine that. I said, imagine Jesus. There was about ten guys sitting around the table. Imagine Jesus coming in and flipping these tables. What would you What would you do? You know, and some you know, it's so uh, (laughs) radical a thought that you're like, well, it's Jesus. No, I don't want you to do that. Don't do that. If somebody came in here and started flipping tables, what would you do? Oh, man, I, I, I get ready to, to box. I'd be ready to fight, right? I, mean, you know, or or man, I'd be like, "What's going on, bro? You need a hug?" What do you, we? You're going to react because we're taught that you're supposed to never get angry, right? Suppress your anger. And we're supposed to never let anybody see us cry. Men don't cry. So those two are off limits. If you show either one of those extremes, people are like, whoa, I don't know what's going on here. I got to get out of here. But what if we learn to stand in there with people? What if we learn to accept that this person's upset and there's nothing wrong with them being upset? What if we learn that this person is sad and there's nothing wrong with them being sad. That we don't have to make them not cry anymore. Can we stop them from cry don't you know stop crying. No. Cry.
0: Um So usually it's aunt that's telling a story about something that uh something that he's watched but uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and take it for the take it for <laughs> All show. All right, <laughs> um, I am I am the quintessential uh, '90s kid. I am I am the mark for nostalgia bait. And my wife and I were watching a show from the early 2000s, and it has a, a father that is that at the time would have been shown to be, um, you know, an aggressive parent, I think is, uh, I think is, is is how it would be put. Mm -hmm. And that was just kind of how it was with how you with how you parented, and all of that kind of stuff. But in today's language, you have that that's, that's, that's not aggressive parenting, that's abuse.
1: Yeah. And, and
0: today, yeah, and the reality is, is that there's a lot of us, a lot of that stuff, if we're looking at it from today's, from today's lens, where there's, it's a lot more open to talk about those things and all of that. I think you realize just how prevalent it was to grow up in a culture where real men don't show emotion. That's there's right. also a reason why a whole generation of people don't have good emotional Um, systems (laughs) and skills being able to process emotion well because we were taught not to express our emotions (laughs) and that's not even coming from a christian household that's coming from a very secular household that just true grit nonsense real men don't do that sort of thing (laughs) and it's this idea of hyper masculinity and and all of that kind of stuff and and we have to be honest about that we have to be honest with the fact that part of navigating this life is coming to understand that we need to be able to sit in the uncomfortable. We need to be able to process through what it is that we are feeling and sort through that to be able to get to the other side. Just stifling that thing down Mm. doesn't do anything. That's what creates bitterness. That's what creates damage and decay to the soul. And what's so radical about all of this, and I'm going to pull up a, a verse that you haven't gotten to yet, but I've, okay. I have it. Matthew 5, 4. Yes. Blessed are those who mourn, for thou sh- for they shall be comforted. Well, wait a minute. This flies in the face of how of how we've been taught how to be. Because in order to mourn, in order to do this, <laughs> that means you have to express the pain. That means yeah. you have to express the emotion. That means you have to live there. And yeah, sometimes emotions are ugly. We all want to think that when we're when we're, you know. Good and angry, and all of that, that we're full of righteous indign- indignation and all of that kind of stuff, and that we're, you know, we're Jesus flipping the tables and all that kind of stuff. But the reality <laughs> is, is that there was one man who understood how to be angry and not sin. That doesn't mean that emotion is sin, that means that oftentimes the outlet of our emotion we have to process through the ugly in order to be able to sort through all of the pieces. Yeah. And
1: Mm -hmm. good. No, go ahead. Finish what you're saying.
0: And it goes to this idea of, you know, we, we started this off by saying that the wrong play is to try and combat emotion with theology. And a lot of times we think of theology as this stuffy word, but the reality is, is that our theology should be baked into how we live live. in the day to day, how we live out our life, how we experience this world. That's why, You're so quick to hear me say, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Not because it's a buzzword. I mean, some people use it as a buzzword. But not because I'm trying to use it as some kind of cliche, but because walking every single day opens the door to the reality of oneness with God. Walking in this every single day allows for the building up of a relationship that is spiritual, supernatural, and more than my words, can dictate or or really give a full picture to. And, and that, that is when you start to really understand it's there that things like Matthew 5, 4, come alive. Because we are walking with a God that knows that we suffer and we have pain and wants to comfort us. Knows that because of the things that happen in this life, that that bad things happen. And rather than... Trying to defend the theology of a God that allows for pain and suffering and all of that kind of stuff. Let's let's take the cue from God and do as God does and walk and be present with people in those moments. That's how we convey the kingdom that's how we convey god in the moments where it is so difficult to rationalize an all-knowing creator god antoine is in the um yeah is in the comments here um let's see here uh, scripture is so we know how to do it, how to do, be, exist. If it's all God breath, God breathe, then with the word working itself out on the inside of me, it should be it's expressing itself on the outside of me. It should be a living expression of his word in motion so that God gets the outcome of his word. Real time in all things. I see the word as solutions to the world. If we talk or if we walk in the word, at, in the world as the word. Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah, absolutely. When you were reading uh, that Matthew five, I uh, pulled up the the word mourn. Um, for our Strong's readers. 3996, uh, Pentheo. Now, this word means to grieve over a death, figuratively, to grieve over a personal hope relationship that dies. Um, It also means to mourn over death. It refers to manifest grief so severe it takes possession of a person and cannot be hid. Uh Uh-oh. There okay. you. Sorry <laughs> I, don't, I don't know so th- this part right here mourns over a death refers to manifested grief so severe it takes possession of a person and cannot be hid this that is radical to me and he said that's what he's saying when he says blessed are those who mourn blessed are those manifest grief so severe it takes possession of you and you can't hide it right so like you said if you're going to mourn you 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 express it and so if he's saying blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted and the the comfort comes to those who are taken in grief that it's expressed it's manifest is shown that you are grieving And like you said, knowing this, we don't need to read this to the person. We need to do this. (laughs) We need to go and be with them while they're showing this grief that they can't hide. I can't hide it. Okay, I'm right there with you. You don't have to hide it. You don't have to push it down. You don't have to shove it to the side. You know what I'm saying? You can actually express your pain, and I'm not going to withdraw from you. And like, oh my God, you got the plague, <laughs> you know, because you're in pain. No, when you express that, God says He's going to comfort you. So I'm going to take my cues from God, and I'm going to jump in there and comfort you. Yeah, this is this is the word, I and mean, I love what you said. Instead of defending God's greater plan which is not the way that the Bible teaches this, why don't we do what God said he would do for those that are mourning and, and, and hurting? Why don't we just do that instead of, well, you know, you gotta, you know, God works in mysterious ways, (laughs) right? You know, they're, they're in a better place. I may not be ready to hear that right now. You know, there's a greater plan. Don't do that to people. Get in there with them. Weep with them. Be there for them. Whatever you need. Hey, what can I do? How can I help? Not hey, don't feel like that. Dry your tears. <laughs> you know, you know, all things are working for your good. Oh yeah. my god. I want to fight people sometimes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I honestly I if I'm just being real with y'all, I actually said that to my wife last night when I was looking at videos about about this and and looking for stuff for the stream and all of that. That video that I mentioned by Stephen Furtick came up. And I was like, I there are times where I listen to this dude speak and I think to myself, I need to. I, I would. I would struggle not to punch this dude right in the face for how the, for how for how many people he's hurt with saying stuff like pain is preparation and God is preparing you and all of that kind of nonsense because that's not. Let us not overcomplicate it by by trying to dictate what God is and is not doing. Let's be honest about the realities of life and do what we have been called to do. Paul calls us co-laborers with Christ. So part of this, part of this experience of us being Christians, we don't do because of some kind of, you know, salvationary, whatever. Right. It's we, we, we do because this is our responsibility as disciples of Jesus, it is our it is what we what we have been called to be and do as a part of the kingdom it's part of loving on people it's a part of walking with people it's a part of doing as we have been called to do because christ did it because it is the heart of god So, yeah, I mean, yeah.
1: there's a comment. I don't know if you can see it because it came in kind of weird. It looks different. I don't know where it came from, but it's uh it says Tim and it's paired. I don't know if you can see it.
0: Oh, now I see it. OK, OK. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Tim Mays. Um, amen. Feelings don't define reality, but properly expressed feelings help us to be real. you know, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Cause I have a feeling we're thinking a similar, a similar thing. I'll do it. It's fine. Um, why does it have to be properly expressed? Right. I'm not, I'm not counseling people to go around punching walls and do, and do all that kind of stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to counsel people to do things that are unhealthy to themselves or unhealthy to other people as somebody who used to walk around punching walls as somebody who is a fighter. Like I, I don't, I don't still fight, but there's a part of your brain that you, there a reptilian part of your brain that you, that you don't really shut off if you're, if, if, if you've been a fighter. And, and so, yeah, there are times where I want to ball them up and I want to go. You know what I mean? And there are times where I wish my body could still bang, that I could still get in the cage and do the thing. Because there is nothing like the feeling of getting in there, putting on the gloves and going. I, I, but, but that, that it, I, I, I fought because it was an outlet for all of the, the stuff that, that, that was going on with me. It was an outlet for that dark passenger that i carried around i used to call it the beast it was made of Mm -hmm. all of the hate and all of the anger and all of the resentment that i carried around with me and guys the only thing the only thing and this is gonna sound so cliche and i'll be the first one to admit i'm about to sound like a cheesy hallmark movie and i'm good with it because it's truthful the only thing that killed the beast doesn't mean that I don't feel things. It doesn't mean that I don't still struggle with pain. Seriously, see the last hour and a half. I see all the previous statements. But there's a difference between feeling those things and walking around with the beast. The only thing that did anything about that was Jesus. And, but, but, but I still need to be honest about in those moments, I still have ill expressions of grief. I said it before about struggling in those moments of saying God, out of all the people who, who, who hate being a parent, I'm the one Mm. my kid Me saying to God, why did you take my kid is not a proper, a pro- a proper expression of a feeling. By, the, by, by definition, it's, it's not that. It's theologically incorrect. It's born completely out of emotionalism But it's real. And I, and I think, hmm. I think part of this, part of being able to be present with people is not holding them to the expectation of having a, a, a proper expression of feeling. Mm-hmm again, like it's, it's, you know, you, you had said some things er, er, earlier and that, yeah, you know, you sit with a person Mm -hmm. and, and you, and part of sitting with a person is being there. So that way they don't do harm to themselves or others. Right. And, And, and yeah, there there's there's you you, part part of it is you got is you have to you have to protect the person from themselves sometimes but there's a fine line between protecting a person from themselves and holding a person to the burden of a proper expression of feeling because what you view as a proper expression of a feeling May not be, <laughs> might not be what they think. They th- they may think that they're that they're fine in expressing themselves in a particular way.
1: Yeah, and and it, yeah, and I think that's the only. Everything else here, you know, but that mm-hmm. properly <laughs> expressed, that's a that's a subjective thing, because what I say is proper. I mean, what Jesus did. When he came in turning over tables, somebody would say that that was improper. We as Christians give him a pass because he's Jesus. Right. <laughs> right. And that was my experiment when we were talking about that emotion in men's group. It's like, why do we give him a pass? Because it's Jesus. Right. When he comes in, turn over tables. You know, and we we're, and were reading it and it was like, did he say anything? No, he just walked in <laughs> and started <clears throat> turning over tables and swinging on people (laughs) you know yeah you know uh david you know i read this a lot um psalms 139 um yeah can can you pull that one up psalms 139 um i think it's verses uh 21 through 24 just the end of the chapter you just want to pull up the whole chapter and just scroll down david he says some really interesting things. I almost felt like they're kind of wild. Like, <laughs> like did he say this out loud? But I thought about this when you, when you say properly. Like, is this proper? Yeah, just, just stay right there. That's good, right there. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, oh God. Oh, men of blood, depart from me. They speak against you with malice intent. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them? (laughs) Do I not hate those that hate you, Lord? Do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with complete hatred. I count them as enemies. Most Christians today, if they heard you say that about anybody, they would say that's improper. That verse right there would be considered improper. To say that I hate somebody with a complete hatred. I hate them. But then he goes on to say, search me, oh God, and know my heart. <laughs> He's like, can I be like truly transparent with you, God? Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. This is so profound because this is... The realness of it is shown in the improper, (laughs) you know, and and I think that's this is the this is the problem with pain is that. Can we express it and will people be there for us, even if we don't express it to their liking? If we say, man, I hate this, I hate this person, I can't stand this person. Are we going to look at them like, you 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 can't say stuff like that right like no no don't don't talk don't talk like that that's not no david said i hate them with complete hatred i remember we sat there i don't know for like 10 15 minutes like what is complete hatred and it's actually right. there's no there's no tricks to it when you look it up in the hebrew it's it's just complete utter hatred there's no special (laughs) meaning to it it literally means that he hated them completely like for real utterly hated them i count them as my enemies but then he pauses and he says search me oh god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts in the uh in the king james it says know my anxious thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting i feel like you know that is being real even in, if it's improper, sometimes the improper is more real than the proper. The proper, may you may not be being real because you're tempering, you're, 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 you're kind of responding in a way that I think this is okay for everybody. Is this okay that I respond this way instead of responding? I hate them with a complete hatred. That I just every time I read that, like this is in the Bible. <laughs> this this man right? is being authentic and real. Can we allow people to be that way? Can we be near to them? Can we be there with them? Because mourning is not always crying. Sometimes mourning is anger. Sometimes people who are mourning are angry. They're not just weepy and sad. They can be very angry and they may say some things that you look at them and say, that's not right. But who, who, who am I right now to say that that's not right? I need to be there for them and be near to them and say, all right, I'm here.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things that's, that's consistently confused me about uh American evangelicalism yeah i'll say it like that
1: <laughs>
0: is that it teaches like we talked about real men are are so controlled that they don't feel emotion now now <laughs> there is there is benefit to being restrained not while not not while and out all over the place and all of that kind of stuff there is a benefit to that but those aren't the same thing because you you when when you walk in a way and 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 somebody upsets you somebody angers you somebody does you wrong is it right to walk up to him and hit him? No.
1: No, no, no.
0: So being restrained, <clears throat> that's something that that is a good thing. But being restrained and not feeling anything are not the same thing. And the thing that's always confused me is that we want to talk about David. We want to put David as one of the preeminent figures of the old testament y'all <laughs> literally read this like ant said there is no there's no gotcha moment here there's no trick of the uh, sleight of hand or anything like that there is this this means what it says and says what it means about about what david is expressing and that's just literally the tip of the iceberg Right when it comes to all of the expression of emotion that that he has all over the place against himself, towards others, towards God, again, and straight across the board, <laughs> David was an emotional man. Yes, <clears throat> and and unafraid. To express it.
1: You got some good comments coming in from Gberry.
0: I see that. Give me one second to switch this (laughs) off. I'll switch back to this view. And all right. Starting here. I'll be honest, even talking about this topic makes me uncomfortable because it addresses my initial response to shut down and and suppress my emotions because I drank the Kool-Aid As Joe said and brought it and bought into the lie that I have to tone down how I really feel when I'm just now finding finding out during this time that there's nothing wrong with feeling my feelings, but I can be brutally honest with God and my brothers, man, it still messes me up every time we talk about emotions. Oh my man you are not you are in good company. You are that th- you are far from far from alone in in wrestling in dealing with these things and being honest about being vulnerable and all of that kind of stuff. And I'll take the, I'll take it one step further from from talking to my wife about all of this. This isn't uniquely a male thing there is there are there is a female equivalent to this and yeah there might be some some flavoring that's different some tones some situations that are different but this is th- this is kind of universal in in the damage that it's done to people and and all of that and yeah i mean that's that's real y'all that this is this is a man being real about the honest-to-goodness struggle of processing emotion because emotion bad to a lot of people, to a lot of denominations, to a lot of groups. And I'm not picking on anybody. And I say that because, honestly, there's a lot... the The easy thing that a lot of people reach for when they talk about suppressing emotions is to talk about the Baptists. And no, like, I've watched people... Across denominations, right. get wrecked by this. You know what I mean. This is not. They 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 should not be the scapegoat. This should be a, a talking about the reality of this was a. This is this is a generational bondage. Cross cultural. Cross cultural. <laughs> because we're talking about we're talking about somebody from the East coast (laughs) discussing with somebody from the, uh, you guys are considered the West coast. Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) But uh, two different parts of the country, two entirely different contexts, two entirely different, uh, different, uh, just about everything with the common connective tissue being the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah. So that should
0: show that there's a reality to this for, For for people in general.
1: But yeah, no, I I, like you said that. For for people in general, it goes back to what we were talking about in Ecclesiastes that the righteous, the unrighteous, those that worship, that don't worship, got to deal with the same stuff, right? They they got to deal with the same hangups, the same hurts, the same pains, the same trials and tribulations, you know, in this life because that's what it means to be. In this life, and I like what G. Berry said, you know, to be honest with people about what you're feeling when you were taught that you're not supposed to be feeling what you're feeling is kind of a a difficult task because I'm not supposed to be feeling this. So why am I being honest about something that I'm not supposed to be feeling? Why am I talking about something that's not supposed to exist, but it exists? And one of the reasons why I need to talk about it is because if I don't talk about it, I'm living a double life. And now (laughs) I'm I'm spiritually schizophrenic. Right. I'm one way here and I'm another way there. And eventually my world is going to collapse on me and I'm not going to be able to, to, to teeter totter between these two different worlds where in this world I'm blessed and I'm highly favored and God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And then I go home and my life sucks and I'm going through troubles and tragedies and Uh, you know, uh, headaches and heartaches. And then I come back here and God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. And it's like, ah, ah, which one is it? No, it's both. It's both. God is good. And I'm hurting. God is good. And I lost my job. So how do I mesh those that God wants to be near to you? And he wants to help you he wants to help you process this. He wants to be there in your life. He's close to you. Um, the scripture, I don't know if I gave this to you, First Peter 4. Yeah. Uh 12. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is one that, that gets us, you know, all the time. First Peter 4, 12, uh, 4, 4, 12 through 16. It says, beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trials when it comes upon you to test you all as though some strange Uh, something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in so far as you share in the sufferings, uh, Christ's suffering, sorry, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. For if you are insulted for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rest on you. But let no one suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a meddler. Yet, if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in that name. Suffering has such a a bad uh, taste that if you're a Christian and you're going through and you're suffering. Then you're supposed to. Claim victory over your suffering. Not. Acknowledge that you're suffering and acknowledge that God is with me in my suffering. This is, again, that same idea, whether I'm in pain and grieving or I'm suffering, you know, for Christ's sake, because I'm I'm doing the right thing and I'm being mistreated or, you know, I'm being falsely accused or I'm being talked about or, you know, people are, you know, you know, hating on me or what have you. That type of suffering, we still think that, well, this shouldn't be happening if God is with me on the contrary, if this is happening, God gets in close with you to help you through it. Yep. This idea is so difficult because my mind says that if God is there, he's supposed to stop it, not comfort me and help me through it. He's supposed to stop it, <laughs> you know, and if we can get over that hump somehow, some way, which You know, you, Joe, myself and any other pastors, you're going to have to keep answering this question till Jesus comes, till we're in the presence of the Lord. Every generation, every every century, every as long as there's human beings, the question is, well, if this is happening to me, where is God? And we're going to have to come back to these verses and 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 live this out beloved do not be surprised at the fiery trials when it comes to try you or test you as though some strange something strange were happening to you that in this life there is going to be struggles i think jesus said that in this life there will be tribulation and it's like this is a foregone conclusion now how are we going to deal with it we're going to accept the comfort of the lord we're going to be strengthened and encouraged by our brothers and sisters in Christ. We're going to let people be there for us. But first we've got to retrain our thinking that if something bad is happening, God has left me somehow. He's punishing me. I think somebody said that earlier. He's punishing me for all the bad I did. Oh, this is a generational curse. You know, it's because of my great grandfather. He was in witchcraft and now I'm suffering, right? Right. God is, is is not doing that. He actually wants to be in it with you. He's not doing it to you. He wants to be there for you. He wants to get you through it. He wants to show his strength and his power in helping you over the hump of this life because this life is not heaven. In his kingdom, the fullness of his kingdom, then all of the things that we want God to be, he will be. But in this place, right, in this time, He's the comforter. He's the strengthener. He's the sustainer. He's the one that gets us through the suffering.
0: All right. We have a... Um, <clears throat> uh, let's see here. Hello and good morning. Um, it's both good to know. God is good and I'm still su- And I'm still suffering. Suffering is a part of the process and God is with me in my suffering. Like he was with Jesus. Beautiful. Well yeah. articulated. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a yes. And yes. Situation. And, and that's, that's the idea here. And that's, that's there. There were two main thoughts going into this that we needed to, convey in the midst of this without just blowing past the realities of the pains and the sufferings and all of that kind of stuff it's that we can't we're not one of my pet peeves is when people equate david and goliath (laughs) to jesus in our life yeah like God, God is not, God, God, is not, you're not, you're not even the pebble in that situation. You're not David. You're not Goliath. No, you should ju- No, like the, the idea is not that God is going to come through and slay your giants. You know, honestly, there are times where, where it works out aces and for all of those times, praise God. Yes. Phenomenal. <laughs> when, when healing comes awesome, when the test is negative, fantastic. When the job gets, is had phenomenal, awesome. Like all of those things are beautiful things, but God is still good even when those things don't happen. Yeah. And, and we have to sit in the realities of the good and the bad. And we have to, we can't blow past those parts. So, so in the midst of the pain and suffering, we need to know that, that, that God is good. God is for us. God is with us. And the, the, the fact that we have these, we, we have, we have these snapshots into the reality of the character of God that we can look to even even though the world is what it is, even though pain is here, even though situations arise and sometimes there is no clear-cut action and response somebody did a thing and so this happens some you know re- regardless of of what the situation and circumstance is, God is God and and pointing to that reality and then and then being aware of how we as Christians navigate that with other people in a way that doesn't discredit the experiences that the person is going through. I
1: think, uh, Um, clarified.
0: um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify, I use the word properly to say without sin, only God, can make that distinction. Not me. I do need to get better at expressing emotion without sin. I'm, I'm always going to advocate expressing, expressing emotion without sin. You know what I mean? And, and we weren't trying to beat up on you or anything like that for what you, for what you had said or anything like that. Just conveying, like I said, with the last comment that, that sometimes being present with the person is being present in with a person who's who's going to sin while expressing their emotion and still staying present in that moment without trying to poke at the sin and say you know hey don't sin but just be there yeah. in the moment yeah you know
1: yeah no i i definitely agree yeah <laughs> you know cuz even even the without sin we may think that we're sinning and we're really not you know like you know a lot of us if we said what david said that we hate somebody we might think that that's sinful to say that and we'll say lord forgive me but i hate this person right (laughs) Right. so yeah so but i i definitely yeah i agree with that that yeah that's the goal be angry but do not sin so it, it yeah I agree.
0: And I would love to know from you guys that are, that are showing up, um, paired. Yeah. I I don't see it. the same. I don't see it the same way as, as other people or as, as other people's comments. So, um, I mean, good thing. We're still able to pull it up and all that kind of stuff. So cool. Just curious what the difference is. Um, where are you logged on?
1: Right. So jewel is paired too. Yeah. It's like, where are you logged on?
0: Um, So, yeah, that, you know, and we've got, oh, a couple of hold up. First things first. Good morning. Morning. And then, um, all right. And then G. Barry. If I said what David said, it does feel sinful, which isn't true, man, because him (laughs) saying that isn't sinful. But yet, I do which is so off. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like exactly. You know what I mean like that that's because I'm going to use I'm going to use your quoting of me. <laughs> yeah, right. That it goes back to the fact that we have drank the Kool-Aid in thinking that the expression of the emotion is a net negative or sinful. But the realities of all of this is that god knows what we're thinking and feeling this isn't a surprise to him if we are thinking or feeling something good bad or indifferent right so so understanding that brings a different reality to what it means to express the emotion it's not about you know uh, uncovering it for god to see and for god to see your sin it's a matter of expressing it at the human level and and understanding that god understands that you that, that 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 he knows that you're going to experience these things as a human and understanding that God meets us where we are at. We have another comment here. Uh God I invite you in my inevitable uh, pain and suffering, show me and the saints to trust you. Amen.
1: Amen. That's a good prayer right there.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I said something a couple of weeks ago, and and I, I said it in the moment because it was kind of a, it was kind of a of a I don't want to say a throwaway statement, but it was applicable for the moment but then i've i've sat in it since i said it trust is trust when there's something on the line Mm, that's good and trusting god is three and four dimensional it is a choice it is an action word it is a state and it may look different depending on where and when and all of those things and and trust i believe is fortified in the moments where it really does seem dark or you you really don't don't truly understand short of sometimes all i have is obedience sometimes all i have is holding on to god for dear life and not letting go
1: yeah yeah that's real trust That there there, there's no other option. And God, you're all I got, (laughs) you know, that you're there's no other way out of this. If I if I go another direction, it's man. It's disastrous. And so I'm with you. Psalms uh, or Proverbs three, five and six. Right. We know it by heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean to your own understanding. But in right. all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That, But if there's nothing on the line, <laughs> I love what you said. If there's nothing on the line, then it's then, it, then it's hard to be all in. It's hard to say, you know what, I got to be all in. But when there's something on the line and you're like, whoa. I don't man this is okay god i'm in there with you totally and completely
0: yeah man yeah that's good yeah so you know i i i want to say um real quick before i go there extra emphasis on all your heart yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean the the reality is is that we need to make sure that we're not that we're not holding ourselves to some weird um, benchmark that will create shame if we don't hit it, or something like that. But this, the the realities of what we're of what we're talking about here, the realities of to go back to it. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. The realities of living here is that we serve a God who is aware of our mortal state, Mm. who's aware that we will encounter pain and suffering and trial and tribulation and is not separate from it. He is big enough that he is not going to shy away or shirk away if we get out of pocket if we're expressing emotion and we say a thing or we struggle with a thing or we struggle with the realities of the desperate moments he's not going to he's not going to disown us because we say something that's off from center whether you are more like me in those moments and you just out and out say the thing that you know is off but it's how you're feeling or it looks more like what aunt said with struggling with it and and just almost like feeling like this like this physical byproduct of wrestling with wanting to cry out god where are you we're not going to be disowned for feeling things and experiencing things. So, so at the end of the day, We can, living immersively in the present kingdom of God, in that very real, very supernatural, as real as this, as real intangible as the things that we can understand at a spiritual level, that we have that relationship with a God that is that level of real. So we can take moments like this seriously we can take these statements seriously and then as we as we as we walk forward and inevitably to use the other word here to use the to 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 quote the inevitable pain I mean, and suffering inevitable wow it's a it's a good word good word that we can we can instead of trying to say the right thing instead of doing the right thing instead of leaning on our own ability to comfort we can just be present in the moment whatever that looks like allow for it to be uncomfortable allow for it to get dirty allow for those moments to be real and authentic Because when we are real and authentic about it, then we are allowing the authentic Jesus to be conveyed. And that, I wish, was a thing that took away the pain. I wish that was a thing that, that, that solved the problem of pain. But it certainly opens the door for being able to, as Paul calls it, be co-laborers with Christ, to be able to convey the heart of God to people who need it, who desperately need it.
1: Yeah, I think with these last few minutes, just to just kind of tie a a little bit of a bow on it is that pain is a part of life. Emotions are messy. But all of these are a part of our human existence. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And if we understand that first and foremost, we are human the person who's feeling the pain is human and that to go through these things is a part of this existence and we settle that then we can allow god to come in and comfort and strengthen and build us up and get us through the trials and the tribulations of life as the prayer. God, I invite you into my inevitable pain and suffering. Show me in the saints mm-hmm. to trust you. That is such a beautiful, beautiful prayer, beautiful exhortation because that's exactly it. Lord, help us to invite you in not to push you away, not to, you know, Not to blame you, even though in the moment we might, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. But help us because that is our human knee-jerk reaction. And uh, as Tim said, we don't want to react sinfully, (laughs) but we know that God, you know our hearts, like David. Search my heart. Test my thoughts. If there's any wicked way in me lead me in the way of everlasting lord help me through this psalm 60 i think it's verse one he says that we cry from the ends of the earth he said when my heart is overwhelmed lead me to the rock that is higher than i don't let me go and find a desert don't let me run off into the nothingness lead me to the rock lead me to the stable place the safe place the sure foundation of jesus christ lead me there so that i can find stability in my time of chaos and confusion and 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 that's real and that's real and know that there's no expiration date on grief don't think it's supposed to be over after isn't it supposed to be over by now isn't it supposed to be over by now no the same god that comforts you in the initial situation he wants to comfort you every time it comes up He wants to be there. He's near to the brokenhearted, and he saves such are of a crushed spirit. He's there because many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord will deliver him out of it all. So no matter how many times it comes up, know that God will keep coming back. He won't get tired of comforting you through your pain. He doesn't say, okay, that's enough. That's what what we do, right? We say, okay, it's enough. No, God says if you're If you're mourning, you will be comforted. (laughs) That that that's his promise. So, amen. Amen.
0: All right, you want to go ahead and uh, pray up?
1: Man, I really want. I really think you. This is yours. This this one should be your prayer.
0: (laughs) Father God, uh, I thank you for this this morning, for this stream, for this technology, to be able to um, come together from two different sides of the country um, to be able to come through your word, to be able to talk about the things of you and, and the realities of this life. Father, you are the great comforter. Father, I thank you that we can, we can look to you in the midst of the chaos, that we can turn to you and that you are present and with us. Father, I pray for Everybody watching this, I pray for your people, Lord, anybody, whatever the struggle, whatever the trial, Lord, you know them. You know their hearts, you know their situations, you know what's happening. And Father, I pray for for the realities of you to, 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 to sweep over them. That the that the only perfect peace that comes com, that comes from you wash over them. That they may know. That, that that you are there and present and, and with us. And Father, I, I can't begin to thank you for the realities of that, that we can have any measure of peace and that's because of you. Father, I pray that, that your people have a sensitivity to the spirit, a sensitivity to the reality of you in their lives, Father. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys. I thank you all for joining us um, this, uh, this morning. This was a, a really great stream. Um, it's always a it's always a such a such a great thing when we can hear from you guys yes. um, and be able to communicate directly with you guys and so thank you for all of you that joined us this morning um, as we tackled something that is um, an uncomfortable thing it's it's this is not an easy conversation to have and so um, I just, you know, I I pray that as you as you walk forward from this conversation, that you can rest in the realities of God and that if there's anything that we discussed today that you have questions about or anything like that, chime in in the comment section from wherever you're listening from. Hit us up. We're here to talk about it. This gimmick here. Chime in below, we want to hear from you. That's that's real. That's real. You know, we we want, we actively have a desire to have dialogue with you guys to know the 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 specifics of the situation so that way we can talk about them because we don't want to shy away from the realities of these tough questions. That's why we're going through these series, because these are real questions asked by real people. And so we want to honor that by being able to be as applicable as we can be. So we encourage you guys to um, to to engage, to chime in wherever you're listening from. So with real that.
1: Quick, Joe, real yep. quick before you close out. Hey, guys, if you're not subscribed to my channel or Joe's channel, please do that because then you'll get the alert because we yep. do this every Friday without fail. Yep. We do this every Friday. And so you'll get the alert. You'll see uh, what our topic is. You know, Joe's been pretty good about getting that up even midway through the week. You'll know what we're getting ready to talk about so you can share it and get other people to come in and join in the conversation.
0: Yeah, I can. I'm going to I'm going to be a real YouTuber, guys, and be like, like, <laughs> like, share and subscribe. Right. Um, but seriously, yeah, yeah, hit the, hit the bell, you'll get you'll get the notifications. Um, at, at every Friday, like clockwork, man, we've been doing this for over a year now. And so, you know, that's, it's, it's our heart's desire to be able to um, engage with you guys and have and have conversations with the comment section and all of that. So, With that, know two very important things. You are prayed for. You are loved deeply. Until next week, peace, y'all.